Okay. Okay. Well, hey, let's look this morning at <clears throat> turning turning your worries into miracles, okay? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to start here at Philippians chapter 4. and uh, Now, in the book of Philippians here, you could read Philippians in about 20 minutes. And uh, you can just think on your own, when's the last time you read it? And, you know, and it's the reason I, I'm talking to myself as well, talking to everybody. You have to make time to read your Bible. You do. It, that time will just fly away. And you'll find that's the only book you'll never find time to read. And there's something suspicious about that. Well, Jesus said, the sower sows the word, and Satan comes immediately to steal the word. I mean, the devil doesn't want you reading that book. He doesn't want you reading it. He'll, just, he'll be like, I mean, it's just like concrete. Your, your feet are in concrete. And you just, I, I'll get to it one time. You can read Philippians in 20 minutes. And when you read the book of Philippians, it's written to an entire church. And even in that whole one, two, three, four chapters there, you're not going to read what scum you are. And the other thing is, because I'm getting to this verse here, it's written to everybody. But we have in our minds, and we'll just say even today, you know, well, I mean, you know, Richard, maybe he's the best one. Well, maybe I'm not, you know. And uh, uh, maybe Tara here, she's the best one. And God will answer her prayers, but the rest of us are a bunch of scoundrels. <laughs> Ridiculous. God will not only answer Terrence or Aaron's or Dustin's or mine or Bob or Phil or Fred uh, because of his word. He loves us all. And so watch this. So, but we immediately say, this is not for us. Yes, it is for us. It really is. Watch what he says. He says in verse 4, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. So what do we do with that? Well, God wants me sad. Well, that's ridiculous. I guess God's schizophrenic, isn't it? No, he really means it. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Well, I can't be too happy because he's been on my case. Well, why do you say he's on your case? Well, uh, nothing ever good ever happens to me. Well, wait a minute. Let's keep reading. He said, let your moderation be known unto all men. and the Lord is at hand. Most of the time we say, yeah, he's at hand to kick the air when he makes a mistake. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. God's there with the two before. Yeah, I'm sure you read that in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Yeah, all in multitudes came to Jesus to have Jesus just beat him over the head. It's ridiculous. It's not what was going on. Verse 6, he says, Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. Oh, he broke into something that has to do with the priest right now. Ah, this is preacher stuff. Oh, these are those women, you know, that if you get a hold of them, call them on the phone, and, and they pray all the time. Occasionally you'll find somebody, a man that he might pray where That's what he's talking about. No, he's not. He's talking about you and I. He said, Be careful for nothing. Now, let's slow down a second. <clears throat> Be careful. That's, you can say that's two words right here. Full of care. See, right now, I'm sitting here teaching the Bible, and, and man, we can just all drift off. But I don't want anybody focusing on me anyway. But I do want you to hear what the Bible says. You know? But, you know, it, it, you can, and I can too. I can, I, I, can, I can preach these messages, and the same time I'm talking about, hey, be careful for nothing, I'm worried about something 30 minutes from now, or something next week. Or what about some financial thing? Or what about, my knee has been bugging me forever, or my back has been hurting forever, or my head is hurting, I'm starting to get a little blurry vision, or something else. Well, I'm worried about my kids. You know, I'm worried about something else. I'm worried about our nation. So your mind can be off on something else and totally distracted, and God's not trying to say, why don't you just listen to me and quit worrying? No, there's a reason you can quit worrying. Watch this. Be careful. <clears throat> Notice this. For two words here. No thing. Nothing. Just, well, what am I going to do? He says, but in everything by prayer. 
and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. See, a lot of people check out right here. Why, why do I need to tell God? Because whatever will be, will be. You know, Doris Day came, Sarah, Sarah. Whatever will be. No, uh, same thing with the Beatles song, you know. Let it be, let it be. You let it be, it's going to be there forever. You've got to pray. You've got to stop it. And say, wait a minute, I need help, Lord. And God will get involved. Notice this in verse 7. Notice he didn't say, well, it don't matter. You don't even need to know this. It's okay. This just happens on its own. No, nah, that's not what he said. He said, if you do all these things and the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Oh. See, what goes on here is that between the time your problem goes away, like we say, well, I'll be glad when, when Christmas gets here, you know, whatever. Or we'll say, I'll be glad when this is over with. Uh, you know. well, well, this is the part that helps you. Until you get completely through this thing, you've got the peace of God that passes all understanding. You're like, this is it's incredible. It ain't even happened yet, but you know what? I don't even think about it anymore. That's because you've got the peace of God that passes all understanding. It's guarding your mind. It's, it's like, grace God is things on you over with. Yeah. Look at verse 8. He says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of, well, I'll tell you that it's uh, of good report. He says, if, if there be any virtue and be any praise, think on these things. Oh, I beg your pardon, I am not. I'm going to get blindsided by my problem. Well, see, this is just it. God has made a way for you to, what, rejoice in the Lord always. But we get so bogged down, and we think, well, huh. This ain't going to be a great day. This is going to be the worst day of my life. Well, now, wait a minute. In everything by prayer, I can do something about this. And, of course, if you do, praise God, you got it. I mean, you have to try these things and see what happens. You know, the Bible tells us in, uh, <clears throat> in Psalm chapter 34, Psalm 34, it says, taste and see that the Lord's good. And, uh, and you know, I remind you, remember, Revelation 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door, and what? Dogs don't bark. <clears throat> he didn't bark. He has you missed your cue. But anyway, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice, guess what? That's Revelation 1, Revelation 2, Revelation 3. All three of those chapters, actually chapter 2 and 3, are written to seven churches. We have that little thing where Jesus is standing at that door knocking. He's knocking at Christian thought. And he says, if you'll open the door, I'll come in down you. Oh, we have it for the sense. <clears throat> You're the one that keeps the door locked. I wish God could help. He's outside the door knocking. He says, if you just let me, I'll, I'll, I'll help you. <clears throat> Watch this. First Peter 5. Again, a very short book, and I think we know who Peter is, don't we? <clears throat> Peter was in that inner group, you could say. Peter, James, and John. Okay. <clears throat> Look what he says. Verse 7. He says, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Well, we'll pick up with verse 6. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Okay? <clears throat> well, how do you do that? He says, casting all your care upon Well, he don't want to hear about your cares. Life is more than your worries. After all, God's got to help people in Africa and whatever. <coughs> I beg your pardon. He needs to help you. Once you get the monkey off your back, then you can go to Africa or you can go help somebody else. Because that silly frown on your face and that silly I'm disappointed and your own depression is blocking you from helping anybody else. So when your finger's pounding because you shut the door on it or whatever, it begins to pray. 
you got to get rid of all those things. Well, I guess well, God wanted my finger slammed in the door. Oh, yeah, same thing for a little child. He wanted that little third, that little three-year-old to happen to. I mean, what's the difference? You know, you're 40, you're 50, you're 60, you have your finger stuck in there. Well, why don't we just get all the little kids and slam their fingers in the door? That's ridiculous. Haven't you realized the Bible says we're called the children of God? God doesn't want your finger smashed. So what you should do when your finger gets smashed or something happens or you get burnt, he's <coughs> beginning to pray, Lord, help me. Help my hands hurt me. There was a guy in the synagogue one time. <clears throat> he reads this himself in Matthew. It's also in the book of Luke as well. And Jesus was already mad at the people in there because they were so sure that Jesus was going to heal somebody on a Sunday. Well, Sabbath and a Saturday. <coughs> Excuse me. He was mad at him. Now, why was Jesus mad at him? Because of the hardness of their heart. They did not want Jesus healing anybody. Well, there was a man there with a withered hand. wonder what that is. Well, it wasn't the same as the other one, you know. A lot of times we get to thinking, well, my left hand's okay, but right hand's got a little trouble. If you're conscious and aware that you have trouble with your wrist or whatever, then you should make that a thing of prayer. Just say, Lord, hey, I must have both mine working right, and he'll do it for you. So take the story. So anyway, Jesus told that man to stand forth. So here he comes, he's standing forth. And Jesus looked around on everybody with anger. And he said, is it right to do good on the Sabbath or to do evil?" Everybody was silent. He says, which one of you doesn't take his ox or his ass, or donkey, or whatever, and take him on a Sunday, or whatever, Sabbath, Saturday, and go take him to get water. He said, how much more value is a man, or you mean a super saint, or there's never made a mistake. We know nothing about this man. That's your own unbelief cropping in, and coming in there, and it's coming on the heels of the enemy, trying to talk you out of a miracle that God would give to you. We don't know anything about this guy. Jesus didn't say, well, you know, this guy with the weird hand, he's just, he's, he's my buddy. He is such a Jesus person. He's just a child of God. We all make mistakes. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Anyway, Jesus looked around the Bible, everybody was angry <clears throat> because of their heart is their heart. Then finally he turned to the man and he said, stretch forth thine hand. And guess what? It was restored whole as well. And guess what the other bunch did? They went out with the Herodians to try to devise a plan to destroy Jesus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're really full of the mercy of God, aren't they? Well, what was the point? The point was, if you're hurting, you're ailing, whatever Jesus wants to make you well. And isn't that what, isn't that what uh, Hebrews chapter 13 says? Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and what? Forever. So he'll help you. It doesn't matter what you're going through. He will help you. <clears throat> People get so worried about their sins. And if they would just think about the stories of the scriptures. I mean, don't let sin and the things you've done wrong block you from receiving your miracle. That's so dumb. You and God are going to talk about those things at night in your bed. Because the Bible actually says in the book of Romans, it's the goodness of God that leads us to repent. I know in my life, I'm like, boy, Lord, you keep giving me break at the break of the break, you know. And you want to live for him. So anyway, look at this. So Peter says, hey, cast all your care upon him. So what does that mean? Cast all your care. What are you worried about right now? I mean, maybe you're paying attention right now. But when you leave here, what distracts you? You know, Dustin's got something he wants to say to you. You know, Tara may want to say something to you. Aaron wants to, and while they're talking, your mind's on something else. You're just going, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. And you're going, oh, oh, oh. So I, 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 I keep thinking about, I, you know, and you may not even admit it or whatever, but in your own heart, you know, I am doomed tomorrow. What am I going to do? Jesus to help you. He will. That's what he says. He says, cast all your care upon him for he cares for you. Now watch the connection between where there's trouble coming from. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, uh-oh, 
The devil. Well, we don't believe the devil. <laughs> if you read the Bible, you do. <clears throat> the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. Yeah, but we're talking about the devil. I mean, man, he thinks. He says, who resists steadfast in the faith? What is the faith? Casting your care. Just, just believe it. The fish are biting down there. If you believe me, you'll go fish it. If you believe this, you'll do it. You know, whoops. Went away. Hang on. Oh. Anyway, uh, uh, he says, as a roaring lion, walking about, seeking whom he may devour. So quit thinking he's not out there. He is out there. You look in that mirror every day, and if you can't smile, you know, that should be your point of, hey, why am I not smiling? You know? Well, I can name five things. Well, then there's five things you should pray for in a jiffy. Lord, oh, by the way, I forgot one more thing. And just add these to your list. He's assuming is this steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same affliction, oh, mine's different, this is a big one. Well, it's the same affliction, and no matter what, guess what? You cast your care for he cares for you. That means he's going to do something about it. In particular, whatever he asks you, he will. What things ever you desire when you pray, believe you receive them, <clears throat> and you'll have them, praise the Lord. Okay. All right, let's go next to... Uh, Another book. Here we go. <clears throat> Let's go over here to uh, look at Psalms here. And actually, what you know, we think all these Psalms, you know, they're just they're just songs. And and I'm not much of a singer, Richard. It's really not songs, okay? These are prayers. If you go down and look at every one of the prayer, watch this. I mean, you go you gonna try to find a rhythm and blues in this? I don't think so. Matter of fact, they don't have any music listed here. Okay? Look what it says. Watch this. He says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for what he is this. His mercy endures forever. First thing he jumps off the page to me is his mercy. So quit thinking, you know, and by the way, David wrote this. Oh, David, wow, man. I mean, he just played his heart. He was president, king over Israel. Guess what? He had people testing his wine, too, because they were poisoning people left and right. His own son tried to kill him, you know. Absolutely. Whatever. Drill, that must have been. Okay. He says, oh, give thanks to the Lord for his good. His mercy endures forever. Remember, the scripture says his mercy is good for a thousand generations. So you start counting from Adam all the way to here, we ain't nowhere near a thousand. No way. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of, oh, we don't believe in anybody out there. Yes, there is. Your adversary is the devil, seeking whom he made about. You've been redeemed. Now, the word redeemed, it means, uh, guess what? I got a coupon here. What do you do with a coupon? You redeem it. It's money. You've been, you've been bought, paid for it. It's a legal question. Anyway. And he says here, he says, And gathered them out of the land from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. You can think about this like the Israelites coming out of Egypt. But let's keep reading. This is some fascinating things here. Watch this. Oh, he said, They were hungry and thirsty. Their soul fainted within them. Hmm. It's a coincidence. Then they cried to the Lord. Yeah, it didn't really matter. I mean, you can mark this out. They were just hungry and God saw it. No, that's not what happened. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. can't be that easy. Yes, it is. It's exactly that easy. I want to come back to this, but watch this. You go here to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 4. Makes this look silly. Okay, Hebrews chapter 4. The book of Hebrews is fantastic. And you can read Hebrews in about an hour. And Hebrews, you're saying, oh gosh, that's a long book. 13 chapters. Yeah, but it's only... 
12 or 13 sentences per chapter. I mean, again, our minds go, oh, the Bible, oh, mercy. Man, listen, when you go to college, you got to do Western Civ, that's whoa, buddy, right there. But, oh, man. Bible's a breeze. Anyway, watch this. Oh, in uh, Hebrews chapter um, chapter 4, watch this. He says, let us come boldly to the throne of grace. Now, again, remember, the book of Hebrews is written to what? Well, you could just say Hebrews. Well, let's say it was the church of Hebrews. Well, again, it meant all of them. And it's in your Bible it belongs to you and I. Watch this. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy. See, sounds like Psalm 107. And look at this, and find grace to help in time of need. Oh, I just need grace here. Well, I want the grace that helps in time of need. I don't need a pat on the back. I can call Dustin and he say, yeah, go dad. Yeah, you'll be all right. I need help, you know. I need help. I cut myself one time and I thought, well, okay, that's what he did. Still bleeding, you know. <laughs> no big deal. Then the third time I looked at it, still bleeding. Oh, Jesus' name. I'll bring out my weapon. Jesus' name, stop bleeding, you know. Praise the Lord. I wrapped it, you know, whatever. Unwrapped it. <laughs> you know, like, praise God, hallelujah. In Jesus' name, you start getting worried, you know. Praise the Lord. Put a band-aid on it, whatever. And finally quit bleeding. But I tell you what, you know, you can, no matter what you're faced with, you've got your days that you go, this is trouble right here. And what's he saying do? Come boldly to the throne of grace. We're, we're scared to. Why are you coming up there? We have not a high priest, talking about Jesus, which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. In other words, he knows you blow it. He knows you make he knows, but was in all points tempted like we are, and he says, Would you cut your sinning out? No, he says, I made it without sinning. Not to prove that well it can be done. That's not it. He is your sacrifice for your sins. We feel like God's up there saying, you know, well, if you're perfect, I'll help you. That's not what he said. It's the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Now, let's go back to Psalm 107. Because every one of us here, you know, we can turn, doesn't matter what your worries are, you can turn every one of these things around. Now watch what he says do. So these guys were in trouble. He says they were hungry and they were thirsty and their soul fainted within them. Let's go down, hold on a second. Oh, let's see. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble. Now what you're going to find out is verse 6 is going to re repeat several times. He led them forth by the way that they might go to a city of habitation. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Oh, well this is only for a few. We need to rewrite this. Because God always helps Phil. He won't help us. You know, Phil only. No, it's not. He said here, the children of men. Besides that, again, we're reading from your Bible. These things are in your Bible. Now watch this. He goes on and says, For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron. Notice he says, okay, because they rebelled against the Lord. Well, actually all it was was they just, they just decided they didn't need the Lord anymore. I don't need to be praying anymore. I can do it on my own, you know. I mean... I mean, there's no such thing as God anyway. So anyway, they're brought down their heart with labor, and they fell down, and there was none to help. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble. Sound like they created their trouble here. And a lot of times, we'll go, you know, hey, Lord, I need your help here, and good to talk with you again, and, and this is real serious, and, well, I made my own bed. I might as well just sleep in it. It doesn't matter. 
We've all blown it. We've all created our own trouble. Why don't we be smart and just do these things here? Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble. And he what? He increased the trouble? No. He saved them out of their distresses. Well, he brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death, and he breaks the bonds, breaks their bands in thunder. I mean, Jesus spoke with it. All that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. Of course, this is just temporary. I mean, how can we say men should praise the Lord for his goodness? Because, you know, you never know if he's going to do it or not. Well, not according to Psalm 107. This is normal stuff. And for his wonderful works to the children of men. Oh, that was a long time ago. No, you can have the wonderful works of God right now. He's broken up the gates of brass and cut down the bars of iron and thunder. He's actually talking about prison bars here. Now look here at verse 17. Because of their transgressions and because of their iniquities, they're afflicted. Okay? Again, they've made their own little trouble here. Whatever. Their soul abhorreth all manner of meat, and they draw nigh to the gates of death. Let me uh, switch this over into a <clears throat> little bit of Alabama language, language here. Let's put this verse 18 in the Living Bible. Let's get oh, we're still there, yeah. Okay, look at this. Other fools that get, oh, well, hang on. Scroll down and lost it. Okay. Verse 17. Here we go. Other fools were ill because of their sinful ways. Okay, their appetite's gone and death was near. A lot of times we'll think, you know, and even, you know, troubles come to all of us. Okay? We'll think, well, I can't get healed because, man, I mean, I was terrible with my parents, whatever, you know, or whatever. I did things I shouldn't do, you know, so that's probably why I can't get over this stomach problem I got or whatever. Or maybe, you know, God forbid, cancer. See, a lot of people check out. That doctor says, well, nothing we can do, do for you. You're going you're gonna to be on this medicine the rest of your life, you know. And we'll be like, well, you know. Yeah, but that's the way I am. I just, God, I'm just, I'm, I'm having to pay that. I'm, I'm having to pay for my own stuff. Hey, is that true? Look at this. Their appetites are gone, and death was near. Verse 19. Wait a minute. What did they say? Then they cried to the Lord in their troubles. What? And he helped them and delivered them. Boy, I wish he'd do that for me. Uh, excuse me. Give your Bible. It will work for you. It's just called faith. You just got to say, hey, that's for me. I mean, what's the difference between these bozos and me? <laughs> really, I, mean, I, I qualify for this. Man. Verse 20. He spoke and they were healed. Snatched them from the door of death. I, I tell you what, I got all kind of hope. I don't care what I do in the future. I know God will get me out. This psalm here is a sister psalm to <clears throat> uh, Psalm 112. Watch this just a moment. It's like, hmm, where'd they get these things? He says here, it says, oh, let me switch back to King James for a second. Oh. He says, praise the Lord. Oh, he's going to holy rollers. Well, listen, when you start finding out Jesus will answer your prayer, you'll be rolling too. You'll be laughing. You'll be having the greatest time of your life. You'll be like, my goodness. Blessed is the man that fears the Lord and delights greatly in his commandments. He just told me his word. His seed, that means his kids, will be mighty on the earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Look at three. Wealth and riches shall be in his house. Whew. You God will help me financially. First thing he promised Abraham, that I'll bless you. So now watch this over here. Oh. Oh, excuse me. Went flying right past it. Oh. Well. One thing. 
Mm. Look at verse 1. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my supplication. He's inclined my ears. And just, these are big words. He's just saying, I mean, David didn't tell me these big words. He said, man, I love God because he got me out of trouble. Okay. He says, therefore, I'll call upon him as long as I live. The sorrows of death compassed me about. Man, he said, I thought I was going down. But what happened? You know, the pains of hell got a hold of me. I found trouble and sorrow. Oh, man, where's he going with this? I guess God's going to really put him in the in the slammer now. No! Then I called on the name of the Lord. And I said, and, and I beseech you, that just means, oh, help me. I mean, God, David didn't use these super giant words. Do we get hung up over that? Oh, I need to, I need to, I need to put the collar on if those creatures wear, you know what? No! Just get yourself in trouble. Get in trouble and say, help, get me out. And God will get you out. The way the system works. Because the whole place is broke right now. So what do you say? Then I called upon the Lord, and I beseech thee, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord, and righteous, yea, our God is merciful. The Lord preserveth the temple. You ever had preserves? <coughs> you don't open them up and go, well, that ain't preserved. That's your mold on it. <coughs> preserved means what? It's okay. It's been, it, it's been preserved. Those pieces were, you check on a can, they put that thing on the shelf a year ago. You're still here. You know, you've been saved is a better word for it, but it's not like I got my ticket to go to heaven. Praise the Lord. God can take care of you. This goes on and on and on. I was brought low. Look at this. And he helped me. Return to thy rest. Hold my soul. In other words, I can be calm. I can turn these silly worries into miracles. Look at verse 8. Thou hast delivered my soul from death. I'm telling you, he was down for the count. David, your history, your toast. I was a guy in the Bible one time. He was king. He would be, let's see. I'm getting close, but it'd be great, 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 great grandson of this fellow that wrote that. His name was Hezekiah. And guess what? You could all but say God walked in there and said, uh, King Hezekiah, because there was a guy by the name of Isaiah. He was a prophet. He was friends with the king. He said, Hezekiah, you're going to die. God said, your time's up. you got to go. So get your house in order. What does Hezekiah do? Even though he heard from God. You don't want to die. Time to go. He goes, I don't want to go to this bit. You know me. I don't want to go yet. Guess what? Before Isaiah could get completely out of the driveway of the king, God talked to Isaiah and said, go back there and tell him I've given him 15 more years. Can you imagine that? At age 80 or 75, 15 more years? Wow. Well, I don't know how that happened. I guess God changed his mind. No, well, he did, but Hezekiah was the one that started it. The Bible says that God saw Hezekiah's tears. Why is that in the Bible? So that Tara and I and Fred can go meet him one day and go, Wow, mate, you are amazing. I read that story. Hezekiah's going to say, Did you do it? Oh, no, that was just for you. Hezekiah's going, You stupid idiot. You can tell the same thing. Don't leave here till you're satisfied. Praise the Lord. No, I don't know about that. Well, go read the story. You'll change your mind. That's Psalm 116. It took me 10 minutes to remember I wanted to go to 118. But it wasn't 116 fun. I mean, it really was. Watch this. It's the same thing. Watch this. <coughs> this is David again. He says, man, he says, he says, no matter. Look at this. Now, remember, he's a king. 
In verse 10, all nations compass me about. But in the name, think about this. David has to be in church with us this morning, and I'm preaching. And guess what? His mind is on the Canaanites and on the whoeverites and what they're fixing. The Syrians, they're fixing to attack. A nice message, Richard. Yeah, they're nice. Yeah. Well, look, it went right over David's head because he's worried about being attacked. And not only need to be worried about being attacked, your whole staff, your whole army's like, I ain't dying for this fool, David. <laughs> I mean, I, I can do the math. We're gonna get killed, you know. But no, the soldiers would do the math and they would know, hey, I've been with David a long time. David already taught us keep the Lord saves by many or by few. Doesn't matter. Remember Gideon? Gideon had way too many. Had 20,000 to start with. And God said, tell Gideon, tell, tell your army, whoever's afraid, go home. <laughs> Another 10,000, go see you later. <laughs> now he's got 10,000. God said, you still got too many. Have them get some water out of that brook down there. So they all bent down. Some of them lap it up like a dog. And the others stick it up like this. And God said, take all the ones that use their hands. Thank God for 300 people. You know why God did that? He said, because I don't want anybody going around saying, that it was because of your strength and your power. See, that helps us today. You don't have to figure it out. Well, how God going to do it? Just know he'll get you out of trouble. Quit thinking, well, it's going to work out because I know this is going to happen and that's going to happen and that's how it's... Let Jesus be Jesus. He is invisible, you know. <clears throat> Watch this. He says, all nations compass me about, but in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. I have that name. I can get a hold of that. The book of Proverbs says in, in, in Proverbs chapter 18, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it in our faith. They compass me about. Yeah, they compass me about. No, we were surrounded. But in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. David, you sure are cocky. Well, yeah, we are in the name of Jesus. And you should be cocky too. If you had children today, wouldn't your children be cocky knowing that they believe their mom and daddy would take care of them? Well, of course. Now, would you call that cocky? No. Because you raised them right. You don't raise your kids. Well, now listen, right, there's Dustin here. Right, one thing Dustin knows about his daddy. His daddy will not help. I don't want him growing up like that. I want my kids knowing that their daddy will help. And God wants us growing up knowing that our heavenly father will help. No wonder. And of course the scripture says, let him let boast. Let him boast in the Lord. They compass me about like bees. Now, I think we've all had a run in with a bee or two. I mean, it's like you can't swat fast enough. Maybe it's a wasp nest or whatever. Them stupid suckers can slip in or whatever. And he says, hey, they compass me about like bees. He says, they're quenched as the fire of thorns, for in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. Now, I'm going to close with this song, but watch what happens here. He says, thou hast thrust toward me that I might fall, but the Lord help me. Praise the Lord. The Lord is my strength and my song. He's become my salvation. The voice of rejoicing, the voice of salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteous. In other words, we're always having a hootin' I mean, God's on our side. We're okay. Yeah. Oh, the right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. Now look at, look, at, look at verse 17. What was going on here? I shall not die, but live, and declare the word for the Lord. <laughs> yeah, but if that king over there has got a bigger army than you, you're toast, buddy. Nah, not what David said. Look at verse 18. The Lord has chastened me sore. Okay, so David thinks the Lord's coming after him, asking us, you know, he needs to deal with some things, but so watch this. Here's what we don't get. But he has not given me over to death. As a matter of fact, he didn't think right here he was going under. 
If God's got something he wants to talk to you about, he'll talk to you about that. If it's aching and pain and, and hurting you or whatever, you should do what Psalm 112 says and get out of trouble. That's what David says. Oh, listen, God deals with me. He said, he sure didn't hand me over to death. Oh, we believe he does. Well, you know, God's judgment. Verse 19, open up the gates of righteousness and I'll go in with them. I'll praise the Lord. The gate of the Lord in which the righteous shall enter. Now watch what's coming up next. Something very familiar. I'll praise thee for you heard me and I'll become my salvation. Now this salvation is your temporary trouble. Next verse. The stone which the builders rejected. See, that old stone, it's right there. And you can reject this stone. Just say we're talking about Jesus. I don't know anybody here loves Jesus. But you can still let Jesus be on the outside. Revelation 3.20. Listen! If you let me in, I fix this thing. Oh, Lord, this is really bad. I don't think you're big enough. Did you think too hard for the Lord? I mean, we're the one that died. Well, that's too big for him. Now we won't play. The stone which the building has refused to become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous in our eyes. What's marvelous? That he'll get you out of trouble. This is the day which the Lord has made. I'll rejoice and be glad in it. Now, how are you going to rejoice? According to our first few scriptures, casting all your cares upon him before he cares for you. Look what else he says. He says, save now. Well, I don't know. You know, God's always late. Well, why David say now? I'm telling you what. I'm going to run to get the help. From God. That's what God's trying to tell you. I'll help you now. I beseech, not big words, if, if I switch this to a living Bible, it'd be like, I cried to the Lord. Oh, Lord, I cried unto thee. Sin now. What? He probably, he, he probably needs prosperity. No, he said prosperity. I tell you what, if you're in trouble financially right now, the job will get you out of trouble financially. I mean, it's just, that's just what he does. Well, we could go on and on. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you. By your stripes, we'll heal. If any of us are not feeling well, you'll take care of that. You heal everybody. <clears throat> when Jesus was here on earth, and you're the same today. Multitudes because we don't even know anything about these people. But you commissioned your disciples to go heal the sick, cleanse the dead, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Didn't ask no questions. Freely receive, freely give. That's what we do. So take care of us, Lord. Same thing's true financially. If we're hurting financially in any of us any way this morning, I know you'll take care of us. If we're facing any other trouble, no matter what it is, we know you'll get us out of trouble too. I'll call upon the Lord who's worthy to be praised. So shall we be saved from our enemies. Now, Lord, that doesn't leave anything else but for us to go out there and do what we saw here in Psalm, uh, Psalm 107. You know, oh, that men would praise him for his wonderful works to the children of men. We're going to go tell them what you've done for us. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. Praise the Lord.